Greetings and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much. I mean, thank you so very much for being here and for listening. Appreciate it very much. Just a quick note, uh, all my shows can be heard anytime at podcast.jcax221blog.com. You can also email me from that place or subscribe to our uh, to my uh, prayer list. That's uh, anytime you put your email or your name and anything that I have, it all goes to my prayer list. And I pray over my prayer list every day. Seven days a week, 365 days a year, I'm lifting everyone up on my list of names uh, to the Lord. And uh, it's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. All right. So let's get started. This is episode number 11 and is titled, He Mate... No. <laughs> See, I... Let me start it again, all right? Are you ready? All right. This is uh, episode number 11 and is titled, He Might Send Them Forth. This is Mark 3, verses 14 through 15. Today is Saturday, January 19th, 2019. So let me read Mark verse uh, 14 from chapter 3, and I'm reading from the King James Version, and he ordained 12 that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach. And verse 15 says, and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. You know, I just find it so true of the preaching of the gospel when it comes time to preach or to minister the gospel like I'm doing here and like I was writing my discourse and preparing to do the podcast, trouble after trouble after trouble, problems after problems and obstacles were thrown in my way. And uh, so I thought it would be good to, um, to uh, kind of put it on the show here. And uh, this is how I did it. So when it gets time to preach or to minister the gospel, the devil gets in the way to stop whatever we can stop, whatever he can stop and however he can stop it. So devil, in the name of Jesus Christ, just get out of the way from me and get out of the way, get out of the way from my listeners and my readers. Stop interfering, interfering in our lives and ministry. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for giving us, the believers, the power to cast out devils, even Satan himself, since he too is a devil. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, Jesus, we ask and we pray. And Lord, I just thank you for this podcast. I thank you for the people listening. I just do lift them up to you, and I praise you for what's going on in their lives. And I do uh, bind any devil that's harassing them, and I speak wellness and wholeness and to be healed, to be healed in your bodies in Jesus' name. Amen. And to the glory of God, we pray, and we thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So, you know, why did I have to start this off with this type of prayer? And why would I actually write it out and speak it on the podcast? Why would I do it publicly rather than just, you know, privately by myself, you know, in my prayer closet? Well, I'm hot on this topic because this is such a big deal to me. I looked at it in all the verses today, and only this one, the one in Mark chapter 3, 
was the one that kept coming to me. Why? I think it's because of yesterday or maybe the day before's podcast and discourse that I wrote on having power when Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Ghost. This was a good example of, uh, you know, using his power. What about the Christians that don't believe that they have the power of the Holy Ghost? What do they do? Well, from my experience, what I see is they do nothing. That's right, nothing. They just let the devil rule in and around their life and their family. (laughs) Because, well, what else can they do? That's what they say. That is why I'm constantly telling people to stop listening to preachers who put down the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This includes all the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all the power of the Holy Spirit and all that Jesus has commanded us to do. Sometimes uh, I'll listen to a minister for an hour or so, and then finally I see that this guy doesn't believe in all the scriptures. It's just something just kind of comes to me, and I keep, the whole time I'm listening, I keep thinking, what's wrong? something's not right here. I, I can't hear it, and I don't see it. And what I mean by this is, well, let me just say this. They don't know all the Word of God. And since they don't, they preach on what they do know, and what is, and that is where the problem lies. And the reason I say that is because that's what the world teaches. You know, they, the world teaches start teaching on what you don't know, and you'll learn it. Well, that is a fallacy. That is, you just, you just can't do it that way. You need to learn what you learn the whole project, and then you go do it and you teach it, and you preach it. Learn the entire Word of God, then begin to teach it and preach it. And I suppose that is why I didn't preach for about five years while I was going to Bible school in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, sometimes I ministered, but the most part, I just studied the Word of God like day and night. It was wild. So when you preach on small parts of the Word and you don't know the entire Word, This is where you can be misled. The Word is a complete work, a complete package, a full and verified and authorized work. I guess what, again, I'm trying to say is stop listening to preachers. I mean, let me say it this way. There are so many that are preaching incorrectly. Test every preacher you hear. Test them by going to the Scriptures and verifying what they're saying is true and correct based upon the Word of God, and, more specifically, go to the authorized version, King James Bible. Sorry, guys, it is the one to use. I mean, you know, just recently I listened to a very popular and big-name preacher, and all the time I kept thinking, there's something wrong here. Then it came, then it came, the truth on the basis of his teaching and his belief. Grace is the mother of Jesus. Yeah, did you just hear what I just said? Grace is the mother of Jesus. I don't know about that. If you go down this path, you will be misled. Guaranteed. You'll be led astray. What is it that this type of message could be preached? Let me rephrase that. Why is that this type of message could be preached in so many thousands Uh, or even hundreds of thousands, can believe it. It's because the preacher's famous, 
Only a few say to themselves, and those is what they should say, I'm not sure about that, preacher. Let's go check the Word of God for ourselves. That's a good idea. Getting back to our two verses for the day, here in Gospel of Mark, uh, see, that would be uh, Mark 3, verse 14. And he ordained the twelve, or ordained twelve, that they should be with him, that he might send them forth to preach. Verse 15, and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. So let me kind of calm down a bit here and get back to today's verse. You know, actually, I don't want to calm down. I'm actually having a hard time sitting in my chair. I just want to jump up and down, actually. That's why, probably why my, my voice is kind of hoarse today, and it's hard for me to speak out because I've been talking so much today, and it's late in, the, late in the evening, late at night. So, But this is serious business. People are not getting the word delivered to them correctly. Just look at this verse. It clearly says Jesus ordained them to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out devils. It just seems obvious to me what it says. Isn't it obvious to you? If it's not obvious and clear to you, then read it slower, not so fast. Yeah, very slow and deliberate, along with the Holy Spirit, to help you understand the words that you're reading. Also, know that this verse does not stand all alone. This verse is supported by numerous passages from cover to cover in the Bible. The biggest verse, and the one I use a lot in this particular um, context, is Mark 16, and it's 15 through 20. I'm going to read them to you instead of letting, making you go look them up. Because <laughs> they're important, so I'm going to read them here, right here on the podcast. Mark 16, verse 15. And these are all from the King James Version, so it says this. And he said unto them, he being Jesus, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. All these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And a serpent is a, is a snake or like a devil, it's not an actual. It's not an actual physical snake on the ground. And if they drink any deadly thing, and that's also referring to uh, devils, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord Jesus had spoken unto them, he is received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now, let me just clarify, signs are following, they're not leading. And uh, that's really important to know that you're not looking after a sign, you're not looking after something to go after. You're looking to Jesus. You keep your eyes on Jesus and you do the work of the ministry, you do the work of an evangelist. And behind you, following you, will be the signs that are following, such as uh, casting out devils, such as laying hands on the sick so they can recover, those things like that. People getting saved, those are behind you. Okay, just go forward. And, uh, you know, don't look behind you. Just keep going forward. 
So these verses are not just to the 12 disciples of Jesus, because that is what is being taught. Also what is being taught is that these signs stopped when the last apostle died, because the church was built or established, they say. However, that's not, that's silly. It's stupid and wrong to put millions of people into the wrong way of knowing the Word of God. Folks, the Holy Spirit did, did not stop when the last disciple died. Aren't you a disciple? I'm a disciple. Are you a disciple? Yes, we're all disciples. Everyone's still alive, and we're all still working, and we're all still ministering. The Holy Spirit is still doing His job. We do his, our job, He does His job, and together we're a team. Even Jesus was angry at it. Mark verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 5. And when He had looked around about them, and when he looked round about about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto man, to the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored, whole as the other. Now, even though I'll stumble it around there, but did you hear it? Did you hear what that verse says? Or do you see it if you're you know if you're reading my discourse? Remember what the word says, Mark 4, 9. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. This type of text is written throughout the word in different forms. It's almost like the Lord is pleading with everyone to open up your hearts, open up your minds, open up your ears, open up your eyes, and then receive the word of God. You know, getting caught up in life and listening and hanging out with the world does more damage to our spirit and relationship with God than any other thing we can do. Romans thirteen fourteen says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Now, how, how about where you spend most of your time and money and energy and thoughts? Could this be why we struggle with knowing the Word of God? Look at this verse in Matthew six nineteen: Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Now look at this one here, Matthew six twenty one: For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Man, this is a two two serious scriptures there: Matthew six nineteen and twenty and. Matthew 6.21. You know, these verses are in the Bible for a reason. And these uh, two verses are from Jesus' own preaching. Let's pay close attention to what Jesus is preaching, okay? So in Mark 3.14, he said, He ordained twelve that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach. Mark 3.15, And to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out devils. These verses cover it well. But look here at this uh, verse here, Mark 4.19. And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? It seems easy to understand the other three fields that Jesus was preaching on. And if you go back and read these uh, verses here in Mark, you'll see that he was talking about four different fields. I'm just referring to one of them. Uh, but 
this one field I'm referring to is difficult for so many. I think it's because we spend a third of our day at our job or business. Then we bring that job or business home and spend even more time on it. Then we are so tired that the only thing anybody wants to do is nothing. <laughs> this is where the, the world takes over. Yeah, you know, the bar, the television, the drugs, the alcohol, or whatever else is, is that it uh, takes our mind off our life. You know, how sad. You know, just don't make room for the world, okay? So folks, Jesus is real. Jesus wants to be in your life full time. Jesus wants to fill you with joy and peace. Folks, Jesus desires your friendship. He really, really does. Okay? I love you, my friends. May your life be filled with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of God. God bless you, and have a good day. Amen.